Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome in Warchant TV, Warchant.com. I'm Jeff Cameron. There's senior writer Corey Clark. We continue our spring football position previews. And this is actually a lot of fun to do. It's a lot of fun to talk about. And you don't want to miss them as we do them. So don't forget to like and subscribe. That way you get a notification letting you know, hey, man, there's another one up. There's another thing to look at here. There's time to talk about this team some more. Who are my guys this time around? Well, this time around, it's Jeff Cameron and Corey Clark. Hello, you Corey. Hit a home run. You, brother? you viewers hit a home run with this with this tandem. <laughs> this is as good as it gets, so you're welcome. This is it right here. Yeah. They brought in the heavy hitters for the defensive tackles. I, should, I suppose I should tell everybody what we're going to be talking about. We're looking more in the interior here, Corey, at defensive tackle. And in truth, I think they have a little bit of depth here and some versatility. I also think I'll ask you right from the beginning. Let's talk about it. Do you think this is the best best segment group on the team? Yeah, I hadn't thought. Yeah, probably. It's certainly the most proven, right, with those two starters. Um, yeah. Lovett and Cooper are grown men. Uh, they've been here for a while. Um, I think they're both. They got to both be 21, 22 years old, um, and they've done things here. They've done things here. It's not potential. We're not talking about. Maybe the receivers will be good. We'll see what they look like. We know what Fabian Lovett and Robert Cooper are. And they are solid to good uh, defensive tackles. I think Lovett is probably the the best player of the bunch uh, because I think he's a little more multifaceted, right, Jeff? Like he can get after the passer a little bit too. He can play all three downs. Um, but both Cooper and Lovett, uh, number one, they should be your leaders, uh, which is good to have senior experience like that uh, on the on the front of the line when you have so many young guys around them. But yeah, they should be two of your best players too. Well, I thought that was some of the best news that Florida State could have gotten in, as soon as the season ended, right? Whereas there was a thought that Lovett was on his way to the NFL. Yeah. And then you find out that he's coming back. So that was the first real infusion of life, life and excitement about, hey, man, we got a really good player who had an option to maybe go pro. I mean, he's a legitimate draft pick in the waiting. And uh, I, I do love his versatility and his size at 6'4", 310 pounds, redshirt junior. He's a really good player. And Big Coop, man, is solid as they come. I mean, that, obviously, to get him back to have a redshirt senior at 340 pounds, he's almost immovable. He's very productive, good player. We're right to start there because I think everybody thinks about this group and they think, okay, love it, and Cooper is where we start. By the way, just for people out there, of course – we're looking interior. Dennis Briggs was last year in the interior. They're looking to kick him outside, we think. I don't know that it's official just yet, but he would be a guy that they could probably move around. So we started with Robert Cooper. 
Fabian Lovett. I don't know if you want to go from there to perhaps Malcolm Ray, who I thought at the end of last year, Corey, flashed a little. I thought Malcolm Ray started to show like he could be a guy that gets more snap count this year because he not only held his own, he made plays late in the year. He flashed to me. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that Malcolm Ray was a guy that, you, you know, we get so lost in these if they don't if they don't play well early, if they don't do anything early, and I always come back with this particular team to Deloach. And Deloach did nothing for a year and a half, and I had forgotten he was on the team. And then he starts the first game uh, against Notre Dame, and I'm like, all right, Kalen Deloach. Or he at least played a lot in the first game. And by the end of the year, he was one of their best defensive players. In the Boston College game, he was great. Like, he he had he had moments um, where, where he became not just an afterthought, but a forethought. Like, a guy that, like, okay, he's one of the best players on your defense. Um, certainly your best linebacker last year, which I know wasn't a high bar to clear. Malcolm Ray to me was the same way. Like early on in the year, I kind of forgot, okay, is he even a part of this team? Is he really good? Is he a part of their plans? Is he a part of the depth chart? But he came in, he came on so much late in the year that you go into this year thinking, okay, maybe he takes another step up. And going back to Love It, you know, Love It, Love It had some dominant times last year. Yes. Uh, now it helped who he had beside him on the edge. Um, that one of them had to get double teams, so he he didn't get a lot of double teams. But if Lovett can play like that again or take even another step and maybe require teams to double-team him, well, that, because he's the one, right? I think out of these five guys that, that we just showed, he's the one that could probably necessitate a double-team if he's playing well, if he's at full speed and full health. And that just opens up everything for everyone. You know what I mean? And then everybody just has to be one-on-one blocks. Well, and if you think back to Corey, you're right. And and we think about an off season in coach storms program where you get bigger and you get stronger. He's already a big, strong dude. Yeah. You're talking about love it. And now you have an opportunity again, think about a guy who was a redshirt sophomore in Malcolm Ray, who I just brought up a moment ago. He's he was going into the season, I think at 280, somewhere in that neighborhood, you get him up to around 290, puts on good weight, obviously continues to, to foster his technique and get better. Uh, big coop. We already know you can trust. I, I, I'll tell you what the next guy. And by the way, I loved Briggs last year with cheap shot in against Louisville. He gets, he gets knee kneecap there. I'm still angry about it. I really hope he makes a full recovery recovery. Cause I think he can play inside and out. I think he's one of those versatile players. That's why I keep bringing his name up. I think they, right. They, right now he's listed as a defensive end, but I also think he might be, remember sometimes they put Keir Thomas as a, yes. as a defensive tackle on pass rushing downs. I think they might do that with Dennis. I, I would assume maybe they do that with Dennis Briggs on third downs. Yeah, another guy that flashed last year was Jared Jackson, and he's a big guy too. It's six six, three hundred plus pounds. Uh, I we we got to bring him into this conversation as well. I think he continued to get better and improve as the year went on. I again, what we're talking about here is a segment group. When we get asked to do this, right, we go through, and you know, you're going to look back over, refresh your memory about how productive a guy was or wasn't, or a guy they're relying on is maybe too mature and become a better player. When I did that with this group, Corey, I got excited. And I don't do that with too many of the segment groups for Florida State yeah. these last few years. I mean, this is a group that I think will be very, very productive, and it has to be uh, because I think it's the strongest group, and there are areas of concerns and or areas in which you have to see improvement. This is the group that I think is the steadiest of the bunch. Jared Jackson will be part of that. And so is a young guy like Joshua Farmer, who I know they like a lot. He's just a redshirt freshman. You talk about being – uh, a guy that has a chance to really take a huge uh, step forward just because he'll get more reps this year. It's him as well. So he's part of this interior group as, as well. Yeah, and go to Jackson. Uh, there was a day last August in the preseason 
where, again, Jared Jackson was kind of a name that wasn't really bandied about a lot last preseason at all. And then Mike Norvell, um, I believe it was in the preseason, maybe a week or two before before the first game, where he's like, uh, our defense will only be as good as Jared Jackson wants us to be. Like, literally, he he's, yeah. he basically was saying this guy has all the potential in the world. If he can give us consistent effort and consistent play, maybe not even effort, just be, be- just be good from day to day and get better every day, he has a chance to be um, a real impact player for the defense. Now, that didn't really materialize in 2021, but he did make some plays. And when there were plays he made when he was on the field where you're like, oh, that's what Norvell sees him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's 6'6", six, six, Three oh, I mean, he doesn't. He just looks different. He is built different, and he has some stuff to him where you're like, okay, man, if he can find it, if he can put it all together, he might not just be a good defensive lineman. He could be dominant. Now that's a huge if. Probably an if that won't happen. He right now he just needs to be one that can start at a, at a you know a pretty. I was going to say average pro football program, which is what this is. But hey, we're moving on up, Jeff. It's not going to be average for much longer. But but Jared Jackson is a guy. He's my wild card. He is a guy that if he played just because of the way Norvell talked about him, um, almost imploring him because of all of his his size and talent. If he can find it, if he can find whatever that sweet spot is, that magic juice is, then uh, you know he makes this segment group infinitely better. Well, while we're talking about fitness, we certainly want the entire team to find the magic juice, Corey. Uh, I think it's very sure. important that we find the magic juice with great consistency. It's not even uh, really magic juice. Some of it's like built in labs. It's yep. created in labs and just given out to people. You can define it. That's absolutely yes. right. It's right. not magical at all. Uh, I would I would say this. Uh, I think the word we're looking for from Jared Jackson, the aforementioned Jared Jackson, is consistency. Yeah. You, you just got to be consistent. You're right. He flashed at times. There were other times you didn't know he was on the field. That can't happen. But I do think part of that group that we keep raving about here, or at least are excited to see play and believe will be very consistent, is the fact that you have guys that were emerging towards the end of last year that showed signs that they could really take a step forward coming into this season. And you marry that group of two or three guys with the guys you know can flat-out play and proved it on the biggest stage, played well against Clemson, played well against Florida, played well, you know, those big games against the better Power 5 teams, and they showed up. So you have that marriage here. And I think Joshua Farmer, really quickly, I don't want to overlook him. I know they were excited about him last year. They just thought – the word I kept hearing was potential, potential, potential. Okay, well, this guy's not going to be asked to take a lion's share of the snaps, but can he be good when he's asked to be out there? Can he be consistent? Again, because I think they have enough guys here. Dare I say they have a little bit of uh, rotational depth, which is pretty rare to say when you look segment by segment at Florida State's groupings, you don't find too much depth of talent. I think they have depth of talent along the defensive line. I'd feel a little bit better with one more. Uh, yeah. And the portal is out there. I mean, five isn't a ton. And I know Briggs will probably rotate in and out if it's a passing down, perhaps. But five isn't a ton. Um, but I guess that's what they kind of what they got through. That's what they got with last year was five, four or five. It was just these five guys. So um, if there is somebody in the portal that you really, really want that can really play, I don't think you shy away from going and getting him. But I do think that, yeah, I think that Farmer, when you look at Farmer, just because Farmer is such an unknown now, but the way they talk about him, they, do. Um, they talk about him as if he is going to be um, maybe not a star, but a really solid college football player. Maybe he will be a star. Um, they really like him a lot. So he just couldn't get on the field much last year at all because he had a lot of good guys in front of him. And he still yeah. does. But hopefully he's gotten better. 
Well, and I, I wonder, Corey, I mean, we never rely on a freshman, and we'll wrap it up here, but uh, one of these guys that's not listed, at least officially by Florida State, as a defensive tackle on the interior is Bishop Thomas, right? I mean, you brought in a guy. You brought a guy that's nearly 300 pounds coming in as a freshman. You, 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 Who knows what you get out of him, even if it's minimal number of snaps. I don't know, but you're right. There are candidates that aren't listed here that might work inside occasionally, and he might be one as well. As a reminder, as we wrap up the defensive tackle segment here, spring football preview on War Chant TV, like and subscribe. That way you get these previews and we get the refresher course going. Spring practice is right around the corner. We've got articles and videos leading up to spring practice every day uh, until they kick it off. So we're really looking forward to it. For senior writer Corey Clark, I'm Jeff Cameron. Our thanks to Aslan as well for producing the video. You guys be well and go Knowles.